The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms uh, Friday. Hello and good morning to you. It is that one day a week that we get a chance to talk about things that uh, we care about and are concerned about right here on the Michael Duke Show. Uh, that is the uh, it's it's the day that we kind of focus all of our uh, uh, Second Amendment energy into uh, into discussions, topics, talks and uh, conversations and we welcome you to the program this morning thanks for coming in and joining us uh just another uh, just another beautiful day here uh in paradise and we are ready to go and uh and talk with you about well all the good stuff uh, nice blissfully warm 26 degrees outside today here in the south central area the matsu valley and uh, we hope that uh wherever you are that you're enjoying uh you're enjoying some good weather and are ready for the weekend. I know, I know, I am. Um, all right, it is. Um, man, we got to Friday so fast this week. It's been, uh, it's been just a crazy week. But we are ready to go today. Uh, we've got a few headlines. Uh, there's a few, there's a few chucklers in there. Uh, some interesting stuff, some stuff that you may not be aware of. Uh, we got plenty of things to talk about, uh, for sure. Uh, but after we get started here with a few of the main talking points and headlines, we are going to be uh, chit chatting <clears throat> with two, uh, two, uh, two of our favorite ladies here. On the program, one is Jen Robin uh, Graham, who is going to be joining us. Uh, she is a uh, she's been on the program before, joined us to talk about a few things. She and our other guest Donna Anthony of Point Blank Defense is going to be uh, joining us from Las Vegas. She, they're down at Shot Show. They're down at Shot Show, enjoying themselves down there. Uh, getting a chance to rub elbows with the uh, some of the <clears throat> some of the biggest names in firearms uh, manufacturing training uh, everything else and they are going to give us a uh, they're gonna give us a bit of a peek at what's happening down in shot show uh, down uh, down there and so I'm kind of excited about it it has been um, uh, it's been 12 years since I've been to shot show. <laughs> It's been a while. I keep meaning to go. I keep meaning to to take time out and go down there and broadcast from there. And I just, um, well, I just haven't. I just haven't. Um, it, uh, but it's it's it was 
it's been fantastic uh, to been reading. Uh, I've been reading a lot of the things that are coming out at SHOT Show and things that are happening and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to hearing what Jen and Anthony are, uh, what Jen and Donna Anthony are going to bring to the table uh, on this. One of the guests that they're going to talk with us about is um, they've got some folks that they're going to bring with them to talk with us, and that includes John and Vicki Farnham. John, of course, is a well-known name in the training and self-defense community, and his wife Vicki uh, has been teaching firearms as well for over 25 years, uh, and I'm I'm excited to to hear what they have to say. So it's going to be a <clears throat> going to be a busy busy morning uh, here for that. They're going to be with us for I don't know how long, but uh, we're going to pick things up with them. Here near the bottom of the hour, they're going to call in as soon as they're down on the show uh, floor, which is, uh, I mean, it should be should be fantastic. So, um, all right. <clears throat> what do I got? I got headlines. I got your headlines. That's what I got. Oh, and Willie Waffle, by the way, Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com will be joining us at the end of the show for the weekend movie review. So excited. So excited. Well, let's um, let's take a look at some of the headlines that are going on around the state. Uh, should we should we start with the uh, yeah, I think I think we should start over here. I guess it's the good news, the good news. <laughs> this uh, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just chuckling because. This couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about this last week, but uh, we ran out of time. Um, the the you know we all know who Shannon Watts is, right? Shannon Watts. She's the she's the uh, the lady from Mom's Demand Action. She's the kind of the gaff machine that has consistently uh, put out some. I mean. Uh, sometimes bizarre tweets and uh, you know kind of ridiculous things, but you know you know if you've been if you are a member of the firearms community and have been watching the news over the last ten years, you know who Shannon Watts is, right? So it turns out that <clears throat> she is going to retire. She's there's an article in the Washington Post which. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of like a swan song, uh, lionization of uh, what a great, uh, what a what a wonderful. Uh, here's what it says: Shannon Watts, one of the country's most. Uh, I got to find that. <clears throat> sorry, I've got to find the right voice for this. Got to find the the right maybe this one. Shannon Watts, one of the country's most influential gun safety activists, says she will retire later this year from Moms Demand Action, that grassroots advocacy group she began in her kitchen a decade ago and grew into a political juggernaut. I mean, can't you just feel the can't you just feel the admiration flowing from this article? They go on to quote uh, Shannon Watts. I've asked myself, honestly, every year since I started this organization, is it time for me to step back and let other people step forward? Oh, she's so selfless. She's so selfless. She said in an exclusive interview with the Washington Post to announce her decision, I think this is the right time. 
Watt's success stems from an uncommon blend of qualities and experience that make her ideally suited for the job's challenges. Her previous work as a communications executive gave her a deep understanding of how to attract media attention and market ideas. She's a media hole. What? She's a, she's a, she turned a severe case of attention height deficit hyperactivity disorder in what to, what she calls a superpower that allowed her to hyper focus for many hours straight, a skill she's harnessed hundreds of times to live-tweet details and context after shootings. So, her superpower is to be the Twitter, I mean, is, to, is to just flood the Twitter feed after a shooting with a lot of her nonsensical, uh, non-helpful ideas that in most cases would never have made a difference to the actual event she's tweeting about. That's her superpower. Watts says she won't stop after resigning either. And then some so, and though some around her have suggested she run for public office, the mother of five has yet to decide what will come next. Oh my God. This, I mean, this 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 is this is a you know a puff piece? Yeah, no, no. This is kind of like a uh this is like a this is like fan fiction. This was written by somebody who's a super fan of uh, Shannon Watts. Uh, but at the same time, uh, how happy would you? I mean, I, I, she's a known quantity, right? I mean, Moms Demand Action likes to claim that they're effective, uh, says Tom Knighton in Overbearing Arms, but they tend to only get results in areas where anyone could manage to get results. She hasn't really accomplished all that much with the organization she founded. So, I mean, maybe, just maybe, in this era of Bruin, which is, I mean, this is the turning point for many uh, areas and organizations and for people uh, who are fighting the fight on both sides of the equation. And don't think that the folks who are on the gun control side don't know that. I mean, they... They know that, I mean, this age of Bruin, they, they are seeing the handwriting on the wall uh, already. Uh, but, you know, Watts is, I mean, she's, she's kind of a joke. But the next person who takes over her organization, Moms Demand Action, which is in bed, by the way, with the Bloomberg, or, I mean, they, they get funding from Bloomberg and everything else. I mean, they, they got deep pockets and they're ready to do whatever they want. The next person who takes over may not be as ineffective as Shannon Watts. Um, and besides the fact, like I said, she is the gaff machine. She is always guaranteed to say something monumentally ridiculous. And I just, I just, I just hate that. I just, you know, I hate, I would hate losing it. It's like when Natasha von Imhoff left the legislature, I was kind of sad because man, <clears throat> the quotes coming out of there are solid gold, solid gold. Same thing for San, for Shannon Watts. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed to see her go because it was so much fun over the years to poke fun at her uh, at, and, and at her ignorance on the one issue that she claims that she is the most is the most um uh passionate about she i mean she she never bothered to you know learn up and get the details she just knows in her hearts of hearts what she's going to say and what she so it doesn't matter you know probably so i mean you read this article though and it's like oh my god i mean it really is like 
I mean, it's like a fan fiction. Like, it's just, oh, they just... She is so good, and the sun rises and sets out of her backside, and, oh, she's just, oh, wouldn't you? And maybe she'll get into politics so that we could adulate her more. I just read this article, and I was like, wow. I mean, wow. Something's missing there. Somebody needs to get, I think somebody needs to get a new hobby. So somebody over there at the Washpo definitely needs to get a new hobby for sure. That's the bottom line. All right. Um, what other stories have we got here? Um, oh, I don't have much time, do I? Oh, I, I know what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, are there any country music fans out there? I mean, if you're in the chat room, you can tell me if you're a country music fan. But probably there's a bunch of country music fans out there. Well, I've got some news for you that might just make you angry with me. I mean, it shouldn't be with me. Don't kill the messenger. Uh, But I've got some interesting news that you are probably going to want to hear. But that's coming up on the other side. How about that? All right, it is Firearms Friday. Good morning to you. We will be uh, back with more in just a moment. It is the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Live around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com with the audio-only live stream, which I just turned on. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. And, of course, simulcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I'm everywhere. I'm... (laughs) Uh, We'll be back with more right after this. Thank you, Dan. Sorry, I had. You are right. The live stream was off because some idiot around here forgot to push the one little play button that sends the signal to the thing. And that would be me, by the way. I'm the idiot. Uh, Anyway, it's uh, good morning. Oh, rough morning this morning. Oh, I'm just telling you right now. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Let's start at the top. My dad was number one this morning. He says, good morning, son. Good morning, dad. Love you so much. Love you and mom so much. Don't let mom hear that I love her. She'll she'll get spoiled. All right. Love mom so much. Good morning. Uh, Starlink is having a rough time on the coast this morning. Up and down, says Willie. I know. I'm looking at it this weekend, and I opened the box, and I started looking at everything. I'm like, oh, man. I've got to get this thing set up here eventually just to check it out. But uh, (laughs) I'm so tired today. You have no idea. I'm thinking, oh, am I going to have time to get it done tomorrow or Sunday? Oh, got to get it set up. Got to get it set up. I did. Bring home my remote broadcasting gear, which will allow me to at least broadcast the radio component over 
uh, my 5G, I can hotspot my phone and at least broadcast the radio. I might not be able to broadcast the video side for YouTube, but if something happens like what happened earlier this week where I completely lost internet uh, at the studio, that at least I could broadcast the radio side. So I did bring my remote gear home. For I mean, why I left it down in Anchorage, I don't know why. I was just cleaning out my car, put it on the shelf in my office, and that was a mistake. So anyway. Hey, Jerrica got her notification today. Fantastic. Um, let's see. Uh, days are getting longer. Did chores last night without a flashlight. Um, super fan. Whoever wrote this probably cosplays as her, for God's sake. That's, that's true. That's that's true. It's probably not just a super fan. They wear a Shannon. They were a Shannon Watts wig for Halloween. This is it. Oh, man. So good. Um, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Jerrica says, I hope she doesn't get into politics. Man, she may. I mean, she's got the ear of Michael Bloomberg, you know, who's got more money than God. And, you know, she'll probably get in somewhere, but it'll be interesting. Uh, And, okay, so Amy says she's a country music fan. Hawk says classic country, none of this new crap. Everyone else, any country after the 80s isn't country. <laughs> uh, Gail loves country music, cowboys, and train stations. Are we talking like Yellowstone level train stations or just like regular train stations? I'm, I'm asking for a friend, Gail. You're making me real nervous here. I'm just asking for a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, 90s country was still good, says says Jericho. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust some people's minds here in just a minute. When it comes down to this, it should be interesting. It should be an interesting discussion here in this morning. So, hey, how are you? How are things going? I hit the bottom of the chat. That's it. You guys have been good. So only two or three of you love country music. I'm so glad I'm, I'm amongst you people. I love all, well, I love all kinds of music, all kinds of music, two kinds of music that I absolutely cannot stand country and rap. Those are the two, any other kind rock, EDM, dance music, trap, you know, electronic, um, uh, pop music, um, you know, contemporary hit music, top 40. I love every, just anything that's like no hard rap, no country. No. Uh, now there is a, I guess there's an exception to the country rule. Uh, I did enjoy listening to Garth Brooks back in the day. Um, I, I love, I liked Garth Brooks. Yoko Ono. All right. See, now you're just getting ridiculous. Because you classified that as music. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Round one, we fight. Hey, uh, good morning and welcome back to the program. (laughs) 
Oh, I started a, I started a, uh, I started a little bit of a battle in the, in the chat room. Um, uh, yeah, cause we were talking about music and, uh, I told people that, I mean, my, my, my musical takes tastes are pretty diverse. I mean, Glenn Miller, uh, Glenn Miller orchestra. Sure. Love that. Tommy Dorsey. Yep. Elvis Presley. Love it. You know, the Shondells love it. Uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Aerosmith. Yeah. You know, uh, give me rock. Give me EDM. Give me, uh, give me dance. Give me gypsy guitar. Give me, you know, Jesse Cook, gypsy guitar. Give me uh, classical. Give me all this stuff. I will. I do not listen to country or rap uh, because I dislike them both with the exception of Garth Brooks. I don't know why. Just happen to like Garth Brooks. Just it's one of those things. Just, you know, Pink Floyd, Garth Brooks, back to back. I'm okay with it, right? Um, one of the reasons that I did not like country music has, I mean, this has nothing to do with the reason why I don't like country music. It's just, it's the, but this is an interesting, interesting story. Are you ready for this? I was talk, wanted to talk about this last week, and we just couldn't do it. Uh, just because entertainers sing and uh, a sing song about a truck, their dog, and a woman leaving them does not make them a country singer. Uh, I mean, it has changed. You know, it's not Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash. It's not Kenny Rogers. It's not Waylon Jennings. It's not all the you know the big names that you know. The fr- uh, the folks over there at the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms have put out a statement recently talking that are nineteen country singer uh, singers. That have been added to their naughty list. What's the naughty list? Well, it's the don't feed the gun prohibitionist list. Where company CEOs are noted for having an anti-civil liberty view on things. Headlining the list now. All right, buckle up. Here it comes. Tim McGraw, Reba McIntyre, Faith Hill, and Taylor Swift plus uh, uh, 15 other prominent country music artists have been added to the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms Prohibition list. The list of performers, obviously tone-deaf to their core audience as well as oblivious to the Second Amendment, have clearly declared their disdain for reasonable self-defense according to the website Taste of Country. Their names have been included in the list of Don't Feed the Gun Prohibitionists. Uh, Alan Gottlieb, the chair, says it's shocking that the culture of country music has been infiltrated by liberal politics. Uh, Apparently, these figureheads who are wildly popular across middle America fail to recognize the importance of fundamental gun rights to law-abiding citizens. Taylor Swift, the diva, has been a thorn in the side of firearms advocates after she donated a large sum of money to March for Our Lives organization and Michael Bloomberg joint. Uh, promoting gun control, and she's also been a proponent of firearms uh, restrictions reflected through viral social media posts. Uh, I'm going to drop I'm going to drop a list over on the uh, uh, don't feed the gun prohibitionist list. I'm going to copy that link and post it up in the chat room. If you guys want to take a look, uh, if you guys want to take a look at it now, some will argue that Taylor Swift is not country. That's fine. I understand. But Tim, this what what broke my heart was Tim McGraw. And uh, and Faith Hill, because I just watched the Yellowstone 1883 and and both Tim McGraw and Faith Hill did an amazing job in that show. And it just breaks my heart that they not that I would ever listen to their music because I hate country. So this doesn't really affect me too much. 
And most of the people that I listen to don't get involved in politics. So that's all, or they're dead. I mean, you know, one of the two. So they're either passed away and can't comment on politics or they just don't, which is probably the smarter thing to do these days, don't you think? I mean, just you don't offend anybody. I mean, you're going to offend somebody because you don't take a stand, but better to just not be quiet and that way you're not making anybody mad. Uh, anyway, it's all good. All right. Uh, time to jump into this. We're ready to talk and rock and roll this morning and, uh, uh, check things out down at shot show shot show 2023. I was going to say 2022, but that's, it's already got me. Uh, we're ready to go and, uh, to talk about the things that are fun. Uh, joining us this morning is uh, Can you get him? Whoop, oh, is, is Donna Anthony and uh, uh, with her guests, and she's uh, coming on board this morning. And we're gonna say, yeah. we're gonna say hi to her. This look at her; she's already she's got like a headset and a radio, and she's all ready to go. Good morning, Donna. How are you? Uh, how are you doing this morning? I can see you down there. I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right, they're gonna they're they're switching gear there to make sure that they can. Uh, uh, let's, let me, let me swap this stuff around here and see what we can get going on. There we go. Uh, can you, you can you hear me, Donna? I can now. Sorry. Sorry about that, Mike. No problem. We had the wrong set of headphones on. We we're swapping headphones and getting things uh, ready to rock and roll. Uh, well, you know, it is day four at SHOT Show. We're a little tired now. Yeah, no, I know. Especially since it's pretty early in the morning and you guys, I know when I went to SHOT Show, I was pretty exhausted by the end of the day for sure. Uh, so, uh, tell us, um, you know, Donna Anthony, of course, of point blank self-defense, uh, and, uh, and one of the most prominent firearms trainers in the state, uh, giving us a little bit of a rundown here. Uh, and you've got some special guests. Uh, I see John I and do. I see John and Vicky with you. So, uh, I can't hear anything. Is that important? T- t- Not yet, but I'll let you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell Tell us what's going on. Hey, <laughs> Donna, take it away, Donna. There you go. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So I'm really excited to introduce, uh, this is Vicky Farnham. And this is John Farnham, and I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about their history. And these guys are role models to me, but I'm going to start with actually Vicki first and about what you've done over the years and how many years have you been teaching, where have you taught, and what kind of books have you written? Oh, gosh. I've been teaching for over 35 years with John. When I married John Farnham, it was either travel with him or uh, never see him. And if I was going to travel with him, I wasn't going to sit in the hotel or sit at the back of the range. So I changed teaching from teaching history to uh, teaching firearms. And along the way, someone asked me what what the difference was between teaching men and women because they were trying to teach women and not succeeding. This was in law enforcement. And uh, that led to research. That led to writing a couple of books. And it led to being able to teach at uh, law enforcement at the local, state uh, agency and academy levels, and then at the federal academy levels also, and for the United States Marine Corps, because there was failure, failure, failure among women. And uh, we managed to change that. And I, I want to add one of her stories. I was here a couple of years ago at SHOT Show for law enforcement training, and she was explaining how men and women are different when it comes to learning about firearms. We do that little drill with the chair yep please do <laughs> oh, well one one easy way to show the difference between men and women is to ask three or four of the police officer male police officers to take their chairs and make a circle the men stand up and make a circle immediately they never talk to each other they never confer with each other and then you ask the men what would be the difference if a group of women made 
was asked to make a circle out of chairs. And of course, the answer is we would talk about it. We would confer with each other. We would ask each other questions and it would take forever. And that's what drives you crazy about us. But men understand a concept called spatial relationships, how objects are related to each other in space. That's intuitive in your brain and it is not intuitive in our brain. And so we have to use words to verbalize the concept. And that applies directly to firearms training. You guys understand how that bullet's going to hit the target. Right. We have to have some words to explain it. Donna, this, we want the wise. Yeah, no, I mean this is an inter- this is a super interesting uh, uh, concept because I've seen that in some of the classes that I've taught. You know that the ladies are it's a totally different critter. You know, and what I like about women in in firearms training is that they're also. They're also humble. They also know what they don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I got this. I got this. And I find most often that the women, once they're trained and once they've got some some details, are usually much better shots than even I am. So that's uh, that's a good thing, you know, when it's all said. You, you know, you're right. I, I had a lady, uh, her and her husband, house, some a guy broke in. She didn't like guns, wants nothing to do with guns. And, you know, she thought her husband would be the one that would protect her. The guy's breaking in. Husband's doing hands-on with this guy. Uh, he's yelling, go get my gun, go get my gun. His glasses get knocked off. And she comes running down the stairs, you know, with a gun that doesn't know how to use it. Thank goodness the bad guy leaves and she took my class. And there was like 30 ladies in the class and she turned out to be the best shooter. Remember, she didn't like guns. Right. She listened to all the details. A couple months later, we're doing a co-ed class. We have a guy in there. We're introducing why we're here. And he's like, well, I'm here because my wife is now out shooting me. And that was her husband. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was great. But uh, I have John Farnham here. Let's talk Do you know with John, John Farnham's yeah. background at all? Yeah, let's talk with John. John, okay. of course, is world famous. Let's hear what he has to say. John, if you can tell a bit about your background. Oh, okay. Because I don't think he can hear us. I know. Do you want to switch headphones? So we'll do that. Of course, I can't hear anyway. But uh. (laughs) We'll put these on so you can be a little more involved here. We'll just remind people that this is the importance of hearing protection on the range, right? (laughs) This is the the importance, John. This is the importance. This is the importance, John, of making sure you have hearing protection at the range. You can then hear everything. (laughs) Exactly. I wish you had said that to me uh, 50 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, John Farnham, give us a little bit of your background. I mean, you're known in the industry, but for folks out there who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about you and tell us what you're doing down there at SHOT Show. Years ago, uh, I was a uh, young Marine second lieutenant in uh, Vietnam infantry. And uh, I got my third Purple Heart on my 51st day in country. And uh, uh, when I came back, I wrote a paper called uh, Living with Guns, where I talked about the fact that we were, we were trained to operate these systems, uh, small arms particularly, but we were never trained to live with them. And uh, in country, we saw a lot of accidents, self-inflicted injuries, all of which were unnecessary, simply because people uh, knew how to operate weapons, but didn't know how to live with them. Later on, I became, I became a police officer, and uh, and still am, uh, and I found the same thing. And so uh, I became a bit of an evangelist, and uh, started running around, uh, beating my chest and foaming at the mouth, and uh, uh, trying to teach this, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Uh, the SHOT Show is just a wonderful place where we can all come together and uh, see new products 
and uh, share ideas. And so we don't miss it. We're, we're always there. And uh, it, it's once a year, of course. Uh, the other big event, of course, the NRA show. But the shot show is the biggest by far. Yeah, I got to be. Uh, so, got to be honest. I'm a little jealous for you guys because I think I, I said this morning. I think it's been ten years, but I just realized I actually did the math because I'm old. Uh, fifteen years. It's been fifteen years since I attended shot show. In fact, I attended the last shot show that was in Orlando. Uh, that's how long ago uh, I attended I shot say. show. I was there with you in Orlando. I remember it. Yeah. Uh, they used they used to alternate East Coast and West Coast, but. Uh, Orlando is just not big enough anymore. The show is so huge that uh, the Las Vegas is about the only venue that's big enough to accommodate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. John, are you and Vicky doing uh, any training these days? Are you just kind of overseeing it? Are you still keeping your hand in? No, we're uh, we're active. Uh, I I get involved now and then with uh, legal consulting uh, as a uh, an expert assisting uh, lawyers in cases. But quite frankly. I'd much rather work with students than with lawyers. Doesn't doesn't uh, hurt my feelings. It mirrors uh, my feelings exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we weren't going the the joy I get in life is uh, working with individual students and uh, and seeing their progress. And as long as I can persuade people to pay me to do what I'm sure I'd be doing, even if they paid me not to do it, uh, I'll probably keep doing it. Uh, we're talking with uh, Donna Anthony and John and Vicki Farnham. They are down at SHOT Show 2023 in Las Vegas. We are coming up against a commercial break, so I'm going to ask them to hold on with us here for just a second. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit about some of the new things they're seeing and uh, anything else that they want to share with us from down there uh, in the SHOT Show area. So we're going to uh, we're going to walk away here for just a minute, and we will be back in a moment. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator and live across the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. We're everywhere. We're omnipresent. We, you can't get away from us. We're going to sneak in there. We're going to be in your DMs here pretty quick. Back with more right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the commercial break right now. We still have our guests on the line, uh, John and Vicki and Donna and... Uh, I want to, uh, since it's just you and me and 65 of our closest friends on Facebook and YouTube right now. I'm sure. Uh, hi, everybody. Yeah, hey, hi, everybody. Whoever's, watch, whoever's watching on the replay or listening on the podcast later on. I mean, I literally am everywhere. You can't get away. Uh, we're going to see uh, see what else is going on. So, Donna, tell us a little bit about uh, what's happening and uh, what we're going to talk about here. Can you stick with us in the next segment? I don't know how much time yeah, you got Yeah, I've there. got some other guest speakers here for you, too. I've got... Uh, uh, another person who's running for the NRA board, uh, part of the DC project, to have her speak. I've got two guys from Alaska that want to come in and say hello, and they can tell you all the stuff they've been looking at around here. Good. I've been in meetings, so I haven't been really shopping, but they, they've been shopping and 
walking around on the floors. I love that. I love that. Well, then we got a few minutes here with John and Vicky before we come back, and we can do the swap here during the commercial break. Okay. So, any final thoughts from John? John, uh, it's good to see you, and I I appreciate your contribution to the industry. Uh, is there anything uh, anything else you want to let the listeners know right now about? Uh, about anything, I guess, related to firearms and SHOT Show and the Second Amendment and the Bruin decision, and there's so much we could talk about. Yeah, there's there's a lot uh, going on. I'd say uh, the people I talk with uh, out uh, on the floor are very enthusiastic, uh, uh, optimistic, far more optimistic than they have been in the past years about our Second Amendment uh, rights. And, uh, you know, all the big manufacturers are here. Uh, with the exception of SIG, it's kind of interesting. SIG is conspicuous by their absence. Uh, that's been uh, quite a topic of conversation here. I have, you know, I uh, would only speculate uh, uh, why, but uh, they were not at range day and they uh, have no presence here. All the other, you know, big players, Block and uh, I forget to mention someone, but uh, uh, Springfield Armory and uh, Smith & Wesson, all, all the rest were here. Uh, even a company like Canik uh, has an enormous display. Right. Uh, Mossberg, you know, who was just recently in the pistol business, has a very impressive display. And it, it's very it costs a lot of money to come here and put this on. And you can see that they all think this is very important. And so, uh, you know, we, we wish SIG were here, but I, I'm not sure why they're not. It's interesting to see, of course, SIG was at the forefront of the whole uh, arm brace thing. They were one of the first companies to put that out. So you wonder if there's any kind of connection there or anything else. Or is it government contracts or is it pressure? I mean, we don't know. We have no idea right now. But it's going to lead to speculation unless they put out a release. Oh boy, it, it, it's been, there's been lots and lots of uh, murmurs that I've been asked by many people. And like you, I have no inside information. And, and anything I would say would just be the pure speculation. All I can tell you is they're not here, and everybody's wondering why. Well, it's uh, uh, I'm I'm curious myself. Maybe they'll put out a release, maybe not. Well, John and Vicky, uh, I guys, I just want to thank you guys for your contribution to the the cause and to everything that you've done over the years. Donna, make sure you get me some contact info for John, and I'll do a one-on-one interview with him here in the future, and we can talk about yeah. it on a future Friday. We, we, we want to bring him back up to Alaska. I know they've been there, but we want to bring him up to come visit us. So. Yeah, I'll let ab- you know what happens. Absolutely. All right. Well, All thank right. you, John and Vicky, and we'll bring in these other guests. We got about two so minutes. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Vicky. I can see you, Vicky. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, put we'll pot you down here and let you guys get swapped out here uh, with your guests to figure out who we're going to bring back. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna swap my positions. I'm gonna be the big one here. There you go. Uh, all right, folks, uh, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. If you'd like to uh, join us here and uh, be part of it, uh, feel free to uh, sound off in the chat room. We'd like to hear what uh, you guys have to say as they bring in the new guests uh, for, uh, for the next segment of the show. Uh, just getting a little bit of a feel for what's happening down at SHOT Show. This is... Uh, this is pretty exciting. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. This is, uh, uh, I miss it. I, I should, uh, I should, uh, maybe we should plan on next year, just doing the whole show from shot show. That would be, uh, that would be a fun, fun time. And, uh, we'll see exactly what's going on. They're get they're getting their technical stuff all squared away. And, uh, it's a, 
I don't even I don't even know what's going on down there. Okay, here we go. Uh, looks like uh, Donna is back uh, in the saddle here. All right, Donna. Uh, so why don't you give me a quick rundown here? I got about a minute of uh, who your guest is and what we're going to talk about here in the next segment. Well, first of all, I want to introduce Amanda. I've known Amanda for a couple of years, and she's from Ohio, and she's part of the DC Project, and she's running for the NRA board. I'm going to let her talk a little bit about her background, and she's letting us use her booth here, and this is her 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 business. So go ahead, Amanda. Oh, okay. Well, so, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Don't get get don't get ahead of oh, me because I'm 40 <laughs> seconds away from rejoining the radio. So all I right. just, I adjust you a little. You're feeding. Yeah, yeah she's go. the professional. She is the professional. All right. I'm getting rid of, I'm getting rid of her breathing noises. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Nobody. The Luke, I, the Luke, I am your father. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I am your father. All right. So, uh, th- but this is not your daddy's radio show. All right. Here we go. We're going to jump back into it. The Michael Luke Show. Common Sense. Liberty based. Free thinking radio. Let's do this. Okay, welcome back. Uh, it is Firearms Friday, and we've got the special surprise for you. Donna Anthony uh, is uh, our friend, one of our favorite people here in the state, especially when it comes to firearms news and firearms stuff. She is, of course, the owner of Point Blank Firearms and Self-Defense Training, and she is down at SHOT Show, which is the industry trade show down in Las Vegas. And uh, she joins us this morning live from the floor, and she's got a special guest. We're going to let Donna introduce the guest, and uh, we're going to just chit-chat here uh, to, uh, for a little bit about what's going on down there. Hey, Donna. So good morning again. And good morning. You've swapped guests on us, uh, Donna, you sneaky, sneaky girl. What do we What do we got here? Who, who's our next victim, so to speak? Yeah, your next victim. Well, my next victim is actually a good friend of mine. Her, her name is Amanda. Um, she lives in Ohio. I'm going to let her talk about herself, but uh, she's part of our DC project that we have women in all 50 states. She'll talk about that. And she's also running for the uh, NRA board. And this is her booth here, and she owns her own uh, radio show as well. So I'll go ahead, Amanda. So, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, as Donna said, my name is Amanda Suffolk, and I do a Second Amendment radio show based out of Ohio called Eye on the Target Radio. And then in addition to that, and, and, and the cool part about that show is I, I at this point, I believe I'm the only uh, uh, we got email radio host. We got a little bit of a break up there here. Uh, I think their I think their Wi-Fi is struggling uh, at the convention center here. Uh, let's see if it picks it back up. Uh, we're having a bit of, having a bit of a connectivity issue. Welcome to the internet uh, with that connectivity issue. Uh, there we go. There we go. It, it came back. Okay, we back. We're back. Okay. There we go. So I'm sorry. You were saying before you were so rudely interrupted by the internet. <laughs> By technology. Yeah. So I have the only female hosted uh, Second Amendment radio show that's nationally syndicated in the nation. And so so it's the, there's this novelty about gals talking about guns. And yeah. then they find out that they know what they're talking about, talking about guns. And so it, so it kind of works. And additionally, you know, I've been I've been doing that show based out of Cleveland, Ohio for for since 2010. 
And um, and so now I my next thing is is I am running for the board of directors of the NRA, and I will be on your ballot. That at the end of the end of this month, actually, the February magazines come out. And if you are a life member or a five-year member of the NRA, you'll you'll get a ballot. You can look at it. And I urge everybody to to well, one, vote for me, but two, vote for people with business experience as you're looking at the people for the NRA, because that's really right now the NRA is under attack. And that's really when it comes out of the legal troubles it's having. It, it's going to need business people, people who can read P&Ls, people who, the NRA's existed for 150 years and we want it to be around for the next 150. So we need some we need some smart people who are fighters in there helping and urging and, and supporting. Well, and, and Amanda's been around a long time. I met her from the Well-Armed Woman years ago, years ago yeah. and now the DC Project. Tell them about the DC Project, so, she's yeah. involved. So I've been a firearms trainer since 2004 and then, um, and I've been a gun enthusiast for way longer than that. And then Diana Moeller asked me if I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. to talk to my legislators. And I was like, OK, I'll go. So it turned out that it was the very first trip that the D.C. project made in their formative years as they were trying to put together what it is. And, and I'm not sure if your listeners know, the D.C. project is an amazing group of, of women. Well, it's kind of scary because they're all type A women. So yeah. you put 50 type A women in a room and see who comes out alive. Right. But, <laughs> but, um, but those gals go to Washington, D.C., and they talk to their legislators and say, I care about the Second Amendment. And, um, and guess what? Gun owners are no longer stale, pale, and male. Mm -hmm. they, um, the Second Amendment now wears lipstick. And <laughs> so, wait a second. So wait a second. Stale, pale, and male. Is, it, is there a is there a mirror around here? I need to look real quick to see. I have another line too, but you're not wearing a plaid shirt. It's the other, the other one is bearded men in plaid shirts. That's so, it. I have a plaid shirt in my closet. I'll go get it right now. It'll be fine. Exactly. But you know, the legislators are like, wait, wait, wait. People like guns that don't look like the stereotype that's in their head. And so we show up with professional women. The um the day jobs that these women have are anything from police officers to um, engineers to veterinarians to doctors to lawyers. I mean, they, these women are amazing in their own right before they start to fight for the Second Amendment. And so this last year when we went to D.C., we were, we were at a spot where we broke down into teams of five gals and we walked, walked the hill, go to both the House and the Senate, talking to our elected officials and their staffers, and we ended up with this group of women with 142 legislative meetings talking to our legislators saying we care about guns and stop restricting our rights because when you restrict gun rights you are restricting my ability to protect myself and my life is worthwhile and a bad guy is stronger he's faster mm -hmm. he's generally i hate to say it he's younger and um he gets to pick the time and the place and the tools and the only thing I get to pick is tool of self-defense right. and the amount of right. skill that I have in using it, if the legislators allow us to have those skills right. and those tools. So, Mike, when I went to D.C., my group was Alaska, Washington, Oregon, California. You should have seen how it was visiting Congress <laughs> in those areas. Uh, it was... Uh, you know, Alaska is pretty good, but man, when you hit Oregon and California, it's a whole different. Oh man, what what a whole it, different. It, I'm but, shocked. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, we've argued on this program for years that uh, you know feminists should be a hundred percent pro gun because. 
that gun is the only tool that is the greatest equalizer. You can argue about, you know, uh, e- equality for men and women in, in society and stuff, but, you know, physiology doesn't lie. Generally speaking, men are stronger, bigger, bulkier than women, and the equalizer is that firearm, and why wouldn't every woman want access to the thing that makes her less of a victim in society? Because uh, you're not going to train badness out of people in general. You're just not going to do it, and you yeah. need that to be able to protect yourself. And let me just add, just in Alaska, just so the listeners understand. So being in law enforcement, here's some of the frustration I see. And, you know, you need to get the pressure on our legislators. If we have somebody we arrest for drugs, burglary and a, a stolen weapon, what they'll end up doing is plea bargain these cases, take the highest case, which could be drug distribution and plea bargain that stolen gun, which is a felony down to a misdemeanor. So then we catch them again. They're no longer a felon in possession. They're a misdemeanor. So we need to move it from a class uh, C yeah, class E up to a B at least. So if they plea bargain, they're still a felon. So we need to fix that in Alaska. And personally, we shouldn't be plea bargaining any gun crimes, right? Right. I mean, if they want to get tough right. on gun crimes, don't plea bargain them. Well, right? that's, that's you exactly. used to have that term that says use a gun, go to jail. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but <laughs> yeah. or maybe I'm but old, look at, look at Chicago now. Yeah. Ago, right? yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's interesting stuff. Amanda, I want to talk quickly here about the NRA. Yeah. We've only got about four and a half minutes, but okay. you're running for the NRA board and you said mm-hmm. the NRA is under attack, which I agree with with the problem is from my perspective and watching this from the outside for a long time is the nra invited that attack because they you know because of the mismanagement of it they're like hey look at me shoot me right here because i'm doing all this bad stuff what is your plan to try and help bring the board back into and the and the and the organization back into equilibrium uh to try and stop what's been happening well, there's a couple things, um, and, and my first plan is, is I believe the board members probably have a lot more data than the rest of us do, and I sincerely hope that. So so my goal is is to get that data, use that data, and make wise decisions. That That's really the promise that I make if you vote for me. You know, and I people are saying, will you promise this or will you promise that? No, I'll promise to use my judgment, my experience to do that. But the other part is, is that really the big problem that the NRA had was that that they created their 501c3 in New York when New York was free 150 years ago. And they never realized the scope creep of how liberal New York got, or they never took action. But the other piece that a lot of people don't realize is the NRA couldn't pick up and move out of New York. When you create a 501c3, that money never gets to leave. So if that money is, is organized in New York, it has to stay in New York. If the NRA disbands or moves, they have to close that 501c3, open another one. And in doing that, they have to leave the money there and it gets distributed to other gun safety organizations. The key words there are those gun safety organizations. If you read Moms Demand Action, they say they're a gun safety organization. You read Brady, they say they're a gun safety organization. How mad would you be? I know how mad I'd be if my money went to those organizations because the NRA picked up and walked out. So instead they decided to stay and fight. So so that's a piece of it. And then the other part is, is that they got a divorce, if you will, from from their PR firm. And so a lot of what they're suffering from is the NRA for years said, nobody can talk but the PR folks and the folks that are in that group. And then they got a nasty, nasty, you know, you think about the uh, divorce that you know of two people that, that it was just abrasively ugly. That's what's happened. And so guess what? The, the NRA PR firm is, has, I, I, I can't, I can't slander them, but let me just visualize the divorce, visualize the things that are saying, 
and know that they were fighting for custody of the children and we're the children and it's our it's our money and yeah. you, can, you can draw your own parallels yeah unfortunately we also have the enabler who has been helping that move along as well and and we need to clean our own house as well so to speak as that uh donna yep. anthony uh and amanda thanks so much for coming in for this segment donna i'll hold you on for one more because you still got two more guests that we need i got to two more guys i'm gonna bring right in for you okay so we're gonna come up here we're up the top of the hour we've got a hard break that we're gonna have to hit and so we'll come back from that and uh but amanda good luck thank you for coming on board and uh and being part of it today i appreciate that don't forget you got some firearm guests from alaska for your nationally syndicated radio show if you want to uh you know what i mean exactly you know. exactly how so, do they find you yeah yeah i uh, on the target radio.com is probably the easiest way i on the target radio.com all right well amanda thank you so much uh for coming in donna we'll be back to you here in just a moment folks you're listening to the michael luke show broadcasting across the state of alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator and live around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the Internet. We are going to continue in just a moment with more live stuff from SHOT Show. Don't forget, at uh, the end of the next hour, we got Willie Waffle coming in for our entertainment review and the weekend kickoff. We'll see you on the other side. Be kind. Love one another. And we're in the break. All right. So uh, Donna's going to get uh, our next guest uh, going on here. She's going to get that all squared away. So meanwhile, uh, you're going to look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, and let's see what's going on. Oh, I didn't ask if Alex Baldwin was there today. I should. I should ask if Alex Baldwin is uh, there in the uh, <laughs> thing. So for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> I will... Uh, I will uh, let you know that both Alec Baldwin and uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the film's armorer, have now been charged by the state of New Mexico um, with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Santa Fe District Attorney, uh, Judicial District Attorney Mark Carmack Altwise and Special Prosecutor, excuse me, Mary Carmack Altwise, and Special Prosecutor Andrea Reeb announced that the rust First Assistant Director David Halls has agreed to a plea deal on guilty charges of negligent use of a deadly weapon, but the other two are going to be charged. And that could be problematic, uh, to say the least. You guys can still hear them? You shouldn't be able to still hear them. Let's try that. Uh, you shouldn't be able to, to uh, maybe you shouldn't, uh, I can't hear them, so I'll, maybe that helps. We'll see if that, that works. Um, all right. Yeah. Alec Baldwin still says he didn't pull the trigger, which, uh, <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Alec, whatever you say, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. You could still hear them. You, you can't hear anybody. No, I lie. You can't hear anybody. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back to, sh uh, back down to shot show and see what, uh, see what we're hearing down on the, uh, uh on the floor. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, Donna. Still here. So, uh, so introduce us to our next guest, and let's uh, get things rolling on here. Sounds good. I brought actually an Alaskan. So this, this is a Todd Herring, and he owns Wicked Tactical, 
and I'm going to let him talk about his business and kind of what he saw as he walked around SHOT Show. How's that? Okay, we can do that. We're still three minutes away from rejoin four oh. minutes away from rejoining the radio it's a okay. top it's a large break at the top of the hour because we got uh yeah because we've got um um the news hour or the new top of the hour news and everything else so we're going to be back to that uh we're going to be back to that here in just a second but um all right so i'm going to let you introduce your guests and everything when we get back and we'll be joined just so that you know you are ready and then um, we'll uh, we'll talk with you. I want to talk about some of the new and cool things you guys are all seeing at Shot Show. So uh, we'll be, yeah, I know we'll be we'll be talking about that here as we go on. Okay, so uh, I've got Donna. Uh, hopefully, um, we're gonna I'm gonna mute Donna there. Okay, she's muted now. All right. So hopefully, uh, now you guys can't hear that uh, because I couldn't hear it, but apparently the stream could hear it. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. All right, so we're going to be back here, um, and hopefully that works better now. How about that, guys? All right, so Donna Anthony uh, and our guest in the uh, in the, in the chat room or in the green room, hanging out, waiting for us to do. Uh, if you guys have any questions, if you guys have any questions, now's the time to uh, now's the time to sound off and and uh, uh, ask those questions now. Okay, crickets now. Crickets now. All right, so I found out that I have to mute them on the other side instead of on my side so that they can hear it. There you go. I understand now. Totally understand. We're all good to go. Thank you for being part of it. But if you want to ask questions, now is the time to do it. Um, scrolling backwards here to see if there's anything else that we missed when... Uh, um, uh, see, see if there's anything else we missed here. Taylor, no Taylor Swift started as American Idol as well. I remember watching as a classic country. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are, you know, they made millions off of slinging guns on TV while chastising him, says, says Bill. And that was what broke my heart because I had no idea. I knew who they were because they're obviously famous. I hadn't really listened to their music, but then to turn around and find out that they're both, uh, anti-gun advocates or advocates for gun control after watching them in 1883, which was just a fantastic, fantastic um, uh, uh, show uh, about, you know, how the West was won and the use of, I mean, they use the hell out of guns in that show. That is hypocritical. I mean, that is totally hypocritical. Made millions slinging guns on TV while chastising them at the same. I don't know if they made millions, but they made some money there. And of course, again, the country music genre um, was definitely a, a challenge as well. Okay, uh, we're coming up on it. Again, Willie Waffle joining us at the end of the hour this morning. We're going to continue with Donna Anthony. We've got two more guests, which may take us all the way over to Willie. We'll see how long we go here uh, with Donna and uh, her guests. Uh, but we're going to uh, be jumping in on that. Any famous people there at SHOT Show? Well, I remember 15 years ago when I was at SHOT Show, uh, I got a chance to uh, meet uh, up and uh, hang out with R. Lee Ermey. You remember the gunny? You know what I'm talking about? Full metal? The uh, I, It was, a, which is amazing. You know what I found out most interesting about that? He was short. I didn't know how short he was. I mean, because he's such this big personality and I get up there and he barely was up to my shoulder and I'm like, that's awesome because you could just see this guy talking, you know, big guys like me just talking down and 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 getting them right down into their boots, quaking in their boots. So 
Definitely some interesting people at SHOT Show. I'm sure this is where all the biggest luminaries in the gun industry show up every year. Every year. And yes, now I'm thinking about why I probably should go and broadcast from SHOT Show next year. <laughs> I probably should I probably should just do it. Uh, like I said, that I, I did broadcast from SHOT Show in uh, 2007, <clears throat> but um, I probably should just plan on it and do it this year. That's what should happen. All right, folks, we're uh, we're coming up on it. Top of the hour. we got to jump into it, do the theme song, do all that kind of stuff, and we're going to get things ready to go on here. Then we're going to be joined again by Donna Anthony, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're back with more right after this. Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The Michael King Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off in issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Welcome back to the program. Hour two of the show today, special guests uh, joining us all the way down from Las Vegas at SHOT Show. We have Donna Anthony, who is the uh, owner and founder of uh, Point Blank Firearms and Self-Defense Training, and she is down there in, uh, in Las Vegas getting ready to share with us uh, all the good stuff. And she's brought a new guest on here this morning, which we're going to uh, go to her right now and say uh, good morning again, Donna. Thanks for coming on board. Morning, Michael. We're coming from you from a shot show at the radio row here. So thanks for having us and uh, have a new guest speaker today. And this is going to be Todd Herring. He's from Alaska and he owns a company called Wicked Tactical. I'm going to have him introduce himself and little bit about his company and he has walked the floor of SHOT Show. He can give you all the new updates. Go ahead, Todd. Hi, Michael. So I own a weapon tactical, it stands for Weapons Equipment Knowledge Abilities. We're located let's, off of let's pull, let's pull his microphone a little closer because I can't I can't hear him. There we go. You got some people pretty excited back here at SHOT yeah, Show. There you go. Let's try it again. Go ahead, Todd. All right, I own a company called Weka Tactical. We're off of uh, Potter and C Street. It stands for Weapons, Equipment, Knowledge, and Abilities. Nice. We focus on uh, combat effective weapon systems. We carry staccato, cobalt kinetics, um, uh, B&T. So. Big, some big names out there. And what else do you offer to the uh, firearms community here in the South Central area? So I uh, help out Donna. We provide through her company, um, training. I'll be at the range tomorrow helping Donna uh, with a woman's class. So 
getting uh, people armed up and look, teach them how to work their firearms. What, what, you, you, you know I'm in law enforcement too, so we get all of our law enforcement gear from him as well. So. Sweet, sweet. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about how that started, Todd. I mean, what made you decide, of all the things, to throw your hat into the ring on this uh, on this interesting roller coaster of a career path? Well, it's just one of the many businesses that I own up there in Anchorage, and so we support law enforcement, we support the military, and it was just a natural fit. I opened the company in two thousand and three, and it's just uh, continued to grow nice nice so uh what are you doing down at shot show are you talking about yourself are you there to see the new industry trends are you you know or is it just a vacation todd i mean come on no. tell me really <laughs> is this really just a way to write off a great vacation no actually so we have a lot of vendors as an example meeting with our vendors staccato and you know looking at the new system the new handgun that they are coming out with uh, of course we won't be able to get it until it gets released but they had prototype here and we're just excited to bring that up to alaska hollow sun has a brand new sighting system and we uh we sell hollow sun at the store and it's a thermal uh sighting system so it fits on a rifle and it's got a whole bunch of different um uh, settings that you can change it almost reminds you of when you watch the movie predator right and how he can switch through different settings it was really cool yeah, full spectrum, and then IR, and then and then heat sensitive, and everything else. Yes. I mean, that uh, it was amazing. That's that's pretty trick. I mean, right there, that is the that is the twenty second century warrior stuff right there that everybody wants to to check out and see about. What are some of the coolest things you've seen down there, Todd? I mean, what aside from those two things you mentioned, anything else that just blew your mind or caught your attention while you were there? Um, some of the, the newest stuff is we got Surefire coming out with new suppressors. So we were talking with them. Um, night vision. Night vision has blown up down here. And so, so many different vendors now promoting night vision. So DTNVS came out last year. Now they're coming out with a model that's a little stronger. It's not quite as expensive. And we are going to be bringing that up to uh, Alaska as well. Well, I can't say that. I mean, all I can say is competition breeds success. I remember my first set of nice vision, of night vision, and it was a monocle. It wasn't even like anything you mounted to an optic, and it was, you know, it was it was good for what it was. But today, I've seen some demonstrations of some of the newest stuff, and it is mind blowing. It's like looking through one of those old peep cameras where you held the thing that flashed it, versus watching something through your 12 megapixel phone these days. The optics and the technology in the last 15 years has just, it's crazy what's happened. Yes. And so in tying all that technology together, we're also going to bring up Team Windy uh, helmet systems. So we're uh, actually down here talking to Team Windy on behalf of a police department in, uh, in Alaska. So we are very excited to make that relationship happen and be able to bring that to you know, normal consumers as well. Right. Uh, what would you like the listeners to know uh, today, Todd, about, you know, being at SHOT Show? And it's it's an industry show, so you it's not like open to the public per se, but there are ways that folks can at least get a glimpse of what's going on. What would, uh, what would you think that they would be most appreciative of? I think that they would be most appreciative of the manufacturers that are showing all this new innovation and... You know, vendors like myself, like Donna, being able to take this 
new technology and get it up to Alaska. It's I'm telling you, it is amazing. Hopefully you can come down here next year and see it. I should. I really should. I mean, I don't have a problem getting to SHOT Show. I can get there myself and do it. Uh, I don't have to jump through the hoops that the normal public would, but man, oh, I, I keep missing it. Every year I think about it, I'm like, oh, now you guys are just teasing me with it. I just need to get back down there. We need to do it together. Um, all right, Todd. Well, thank you so much. Right. Wicked Tactical in Anchorage. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on board and joining us. Don has got one more guest for us here. Uh, and we're going to uh, visit with somebody else from Alaska and get their take on what's going on down at SHOT Show as well. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Donna, you got your next guest there. Uh, who I else do. Are we, who else are we talking to? So most of you might know L.D. Howard. He's out in the Valley. L.D. is one of my farms instructors, and uh, he's had this year first SHOT Show, isn't yeah. it? So you can ask him his experience, first time here at SHOT Show, and you know he's a gun guru. So go yeah. ahead, L.D. Hey, Tell LD. me a little bit about yourself. Hey, brother. Long time no see. It's long. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. How, you too. how is it? Is it overwhelming? Are you like a kid in a candy store? Tell me all about it. Oh, definitely. Uh, my feet are blistered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did 31,000 steps the second day I was here, just up and down everywhere, just checking everything out. Um, really exciting stuff coming out, especially with uh, Holosun put out a really cool product. It's a, it's a thermal hybrid for a like an AR site, a red dot site. Yeah. The, the innovation on it's amazing. It's just, and it's, it's affordable. That's the crazy thing. Most thermal, you know, you're talking for decent thermal is four to 8,000, sometimes 10,000. We're talking about Trigicon and FLIR and other things of that nature. This thing's $1,700 is going to be the asking price on it. And it is phenomenal. Um, some of the other rifles that are coming out, you know, Springfield put out their uh, first bolt gun since World War One, So they're getting back into the bolt gun world and they're doing some really, really amazing things with their custom parts and, um actually you know me everyone who knows me knows i'm definitely have a heartbeat uh a finger on the pulse of all things political um atf is i'll give them credit i'm not a fan of theirs right now but they're brave enough to have a stand out here and have a, a display out here and so with what's going on with the pistol brace uh issues and whatnot there's a lot of questions a lot of talk about that um it was frustrating to see though that there's a lot of ambiguity on it still when people oh, ask yeah. me questions about, oh, yeah. you know, this, that, and everything, these agents, you know, as, as, as good as they are, I mean, any guy who puts, you know, is out there doing their thing, but um, they don't have answers. Right. They well, don't have solid answers. Uh, and people are even more confused and even more scared. Let and me, so, let me just say that I think that that is working as intended LD, because I think that absolutely. is, that is the intent, absolutely. the ambiguity of the 80% lower, the ambiguity of the bump stock, the ambiguity of the, of the, of the arm brace. I mean, all of those things, they're intentionally ambiguous so that they can be interpreted. I mean, that's that's what the depart that's what the Department of Justice wants, and it's what the ATF is living for right now. Absolutely, you know, and I have my own opinions on it. I mean, my big thing is I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit there and register all my stuff under Form Four stuff or SBR. I think honestly, I had a talk with uh, Nikki Shabaka about this. He was asking my my views on it, what I saw. And I told him, I said, you know, this looks very reminiscent of the bump stock issue that a lot of people kind of got scared or got right on it and then destroyed their stuff. And nine months later, it was repealed. I think that, you know, the ATF trying to legislate as a department is is dangerous. It's a dangerous precedent set. And so I believe that as this goes to the courts, we're going to watch it be overturned. And so I would highly encourage people, if you you like my opinions, kind of know where I'm at, I would say just go buy yourself another buffer tube. The slick side buffer tube take off your brace for a while put the slick side on there put your brace down in the garage in a box 
um, you know, because part of the form four is it's, you know, mandatory registration of everything. So, you know, it could be your upper, right. it could be your lower, it could be everything. And so you're giving that, that information to the federal government of what you own and how you own it. And so I would much rather, I'd much rather pay $200 later if this is not repealed. If I have to do it then, then I ever would say, oh, you know, it's kind of, it's buying us. It's buying us like everything else. Oh, we'll give you a free stamp. Just give us all your numbers, give us all your information. So I would err on the side of caution, go spend 30 bucks on a slick side uh, buffer tube, take your stuff off, put it on, wait to see what the courts are going to do with this, wait to see what other people are going to do with this and challenges. And then, you know, we'll go from there. That's, again, yeah, no, I mean, solely my opinion. I think that that's not a bad piece of advice. Unfortunately, you talked about the ambiguity, and one of the pieces of ambiguity is that it, reading the statute, even a slick side buffer may in, in and of itself potentially be – uh, you know, I saw a report yesterday that said even that may be questionable as to whether or not that constitutes a stock. So, I mean, you're right. Uh, the recent court decision on the bump stocks where the court said the ATF has it's a tremendous overreach is what they said in the court hearing. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that's going to play back in not only the the bump stock, but it's going to play back in the 80 percent. It's going to play back in the arm brace because they've said that these products are legal for years and they the ju judicial system does not like bait and switch so it's going right. to be interesting but kudos for the atf for showing up and putting a booth up there and uh, yeah i'd say they're brave i gotta say that i mean i don't know if they're wearing armor or not but they're brave <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it's pretty interesting for them uh what uh, the average person again uh, same question i asked todd here a minute ago what do you think the average person walking through shot show what would they come away with what would be the thing that they would really impress them in your mind you think um two things i think the biggest thing i've noticed here that i was really surprised i was expecting to be more of a show of a lot of new products and stuff and of course there is don't get me wrong a lot of it's training people are really 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 focused on training lately a lot of stands here are, are different training platforms different areas to go to go um train new innovations a lot of really cool innovations um there's a bad rod guy i talked to he goes around the u.s and trains law enforcement he's a marine um the bad rod is an amazing deal for your for your pistol uh recoil um, spring that really amps it up. So people are getting pretty innovative. You were seeing a lot of, you know, really cool ideas coming out. Of course, the gun, major gun manufacturer, we're going to see what we're going to see from them. And they're always trying to compete and jump up. Like you say, except for SIG for some reason, isn't right. here, but, um, right. and which is funny because I, I have a lot of SIG. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it's, it's focused on training. People want to become proficient. People want to become to the best ability that they can instead of just goo goo over, you know, expensive toys. Or excuse me, not toys, but expensive tools. Um, I think training is, is the big thing. I think the other thing, too, I mean, as you knew, I had a gun store in the Valley, and I was one of the first STI dealers before they became Staccato in the state. And so watching, like, what Staccato's doing, if, if, if you haven't played, if you haven't messed with one, you, ought, you really ought to look into them. But Staccato has really come out swinging, especially for law enforcement. One of the things Staccato does that's amazing is um, if, you, if you're carrying a Staccato weapon on duty and you have an officer-involved shooting, um, staccato and that weapon is taken as evidence staccato will ship you a brand new one and you can use the whole time until that case is closed they're really putting a lot of amazing things in and, and their innovations and their weapon platforms that are coming out are, are are it's a big jump from when i was dealing with sti to now what staccato is doing um yeah this has just been this has been great very little sleep a lot of uh, miles on our feet. Yeah, we didn't get much sleep. And yeah. we're losing money, too, while yeah. we're here. 
Absolutely. He's winning. I'm losing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm up. What three grand? I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing great. On, I'm doing great on the machines and poker. So I'm 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 doing all right. <laughs> doing okay. That's the problem yeah. with having it in Vegas, right there. I'll tell you right now. That's the one <laughs> yes, problem having it in Vegas. No, I remember that first when I went to Shot Show, uh, and I I have a bad I have a broken back. My back is bad down low, and uh, I weighed about 85 pounds more than I do now. And I remember walking around that first day, and the next day I was like, I need a walker. I mean, it's like it's so brutal. <laughs> You know, uh, oh, yeah. but lots of good information, lots of good stuff to see. Uh, LD Howard, brother, it's good to see you. I'm glad that we're you too, we'll get a recap when you come back. Huh? Let's get a recap on the show when you come back and we can talk about that and uh, see what's going on. Uh, Donna, we're coming up on the break. Uh, thank you for coming on board. If you got anything else to share, we can do it on the other side. Otherwise, we'll let you guys go enjoy the rest of SHOT Show today. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. I right. appreciate it. Appreciate you guys coming in and being part of it today. Thank you so much. LD Howard and Donna Anthony and all the other guests live from SHOT Show. Amazing time there, and uh, we appreciate them. We're going to let them go and uh, and let them go enjoy themselves. Thank you guys so much. Folks, we're up against the break. we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for Common Sense Radio. We'll be back with more here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, Willie Waffle coming up in just a moment. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, in the break right now, uh, ready to do it. What happened to Jen? Uh, Jen just said, she sent me the message and said, I'm just going to let Donna talk because Donna's got it. Out. So if that was, uh, I wanted to talk to Jen, but she she's a little shy. She She's a little shy. She wanted to... Uh, she wanted Donna to handle it all. Uh, I got that message here right at the top of the hour, uh, last hour. So it's one of those things. Um, but we appreciate uh, she helped set it up. So thank you to Jen, who is a member of the Common Sense Corps and one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite listeners. Thank you, Jen, for helping out and uh, uh, making all that happen. Okay. So what do you think? Should we should we plan on going to Shot Show next year? Um, I yes, I think we should. Now I got to figure out how to do it. <laughs> I got to figure because that is not a that's not a cheap trip as far as getting everything down there and doing all that. I wouldn't have a booth. I would have to have some kind of remote broadcast set up. Maybe I can hook up with Amanda and she'll let me use her booth or something and. Uh, uh, but we could broadcast the whole show from there. A bake sale. We could hold a bake sale, says Brian. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, the Common Sense Core listeners this last year helped fund the renovation of the studio. Maybe we can save a few shekels this year and uh, we can go down to SHOT Show and broadcast live from there. Yeah, that would be amazing. And now Bill says, do you want a producer? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's It's hard enough, isn't it? Hard enough to make it happen. Uh, out on the road, but uh, that, but yeah, that would be that would be absolutely amazing to uh, go down there and broadcast from Shot Show. The thing is, I'd have to broadcast uh, de- from down there for a couple days, 
um, probably because SHOT Show starts on Thursday, right? It's Thursday, or no, it's Wednesday is when it normally starts because it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Right? Uh, let me let me look at the dates because I'm an idiot and I can't SHOT Show uh, schedule uh, 2023. Let's see what it was. Um so it starts on Tuesday. Okay, so it doesn't do this. It doesn't do Saturdays anymore. So it's Tuesday through Friday. So I'd have to broadcast basically the entire week from Las Vegas, and then um, we would broadcast Firearms Friday from the. Uh, we'd broadcast Firearms Friday from the floor. That would be fun. I just have to do the rest of them from the hotel. So let's see what is it. Um, how about Comic Relief Sidekick? People are like, they want to, I mean, it's a, it's a fun, fun time. I could be your grip, says Deshada. She wants to come down there and I'll hold the camera. You just move your mouth. That's what'll happen. You'll just make it work. That'll be fun. I mean, who knows? Uh, that could be something that would be uh, definitely a lot of fun uh, for the, for the whole, for the whole year. Don't you think? I think that would be, I think that would be awesome. All right, <clears throat> now you got me thinking about the gear that I would need to bring and how we would need to be and what what would we need to make it happen. And now I'm really thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> I got to see extra microphones and the thing and the headset and that and another camera. And, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Some good stuff going on down there. Uh, all right. Uh, we've got some other, uh, yeah, it was a cool segment from shot show. It's been a long time. I, I think it's probably been five or six years since I've had anybody call in from shot show. So that was a, that was a fun thing. And again, we can thank Jen for, uh, poking me on that. Jen, uh, reached out to me yesterday and asked if I wanted to get the inside scoop. And I definitely, definitely want, uh, want, wanted to do that. So fun stuff today. Next Friday. Dr. John Lott is going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking with him about uh, uh, his latest piece. And in fact, we're going to, well, his previous latest piece, now he's got a, even a newer one that just came out. And we're going to get into that here in just a moment and talk about that. The latest piece from the Crime Prevention Research Organization and some other 2A headlines. Um, and we will continue. But we are <clears throat> just about to go, there you go, just about to go ding. So now's the time to do it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share. Here we go. Well, look at that. I start talking about maybe next year we'll broadcast Firearms Friday from SHOT Show. And all of a sudden, I got all these volunteers who want to work for me for free uh, to be producers and, and grips and and uh, and helpers and handlers. It's amazing. It's, a, it's amazing how much volunteerism happens when you're like, we're going to Las Vegas. Oh, I'll, let me help. I'm happy to help. Happy to help. <laughs> It'll be It'll be amazing. It will be amazing. 
Uh, all right. Uh, well, welcome back to the program, and thanks for coming in and joining us. Firearms Friday today. Uh, this is our last uh, segment on guns, uh, and uh, we're going to be joined in about uh, 10 minutes or so by Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com, who's going to come in and give us our weekend movie review. Uh, which is going to have all the, well, entertainment and movies and everything. It's how I kick off the weekend, right? I kind of just shake off all the politics, both regular and gun politics, and uh, just have a good time with Willie telling us about what's happening in the world of entertainment, which is kind of entertaining sometimes. Just even the news itself is entertaining. And then we get a fee if he's got any theater releases, theatrical releases or uh streaming releases that we're going to talk about but meanwhile let's uh go on back over to uh let's go back on over to the uh to the 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 news the news i should have asked if alec baldwin is around that would have been an interesting uh that would have been an interesting uh, thing all right so a couple different pieces of news we were just talking with uh, ld howard at shot show about the fact that the atf was there and the whole bump stock ban and now the uh, arm brace ban and everything else. And one legislator has had quite enough of that. And that would be Florida Representative Mac Gates, who was reported yesterday by Fox News that he is uh, introducing an act to abolish the ATF. Yep. He's it, it's to abolish the ATF. It's it's uh, I would need to pull the Fox News article up now because I was uh, uh, I forgot I forgot to. Uh, to pull it up here before we uh, before we got uh, going on here, uh, ATF uh, um, um, abolish. Okay, I need to uh, pull up the article because his his comments on this were just uh, amazing. So he is very frustrated. Uh, the uh, ATF issued its final rule on Friday of uh, <clears throat> excuse me of. Uh, uh, of uh, this last of this last week, that they were abolishing arm braces. They were going to make it, as we said before, they're going to make it a class three item. You're going to have to fill out a. Uh, you're going to have to fill out a form. You're going to have to do all these things. Uh, so Matt Gates introduced a bill to eliminate the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Uh, Attorney General Gar- uh, Merrick Garland said the ruling on the arm braces. Um, uh, puts uh, enhances public safety, but Gates says that it unfairly punishes disabled owners uh, and veterans who rely on stabilizing braces to be able to fire these AR pistols with one hand. He said, I have a lot of disabled veterans in my district who enjoy pistol shooting and rely on stabilizing braces to be able to engage in the activity. The recent actions from the ATF essentially allow them to make case-by-case determinations on whether a pistol with a stabilizing brace is legal or an unlawful uh, short-barrel rifle or shot off, uh, a sawed-off shotgun. He said the uh, continued existence of the ATF is increasingly unwarranted based on the actions they're taking to convert otherwise law-abiding people into felons. Here's the, here's, here's the money quote, though. My bill would abolish the ATF. If that doesn't work, we're going to try defunding the ATF. If that doesn't work, we're going to target the individual bureaucrats at the top of ATF who have exceeded their authority in rulemaking. And if that doesn't work, we're going to take a meat cleaver to the statutes that the ATF believes broadly authorize their actions. I was like, oh, my, I love you so much right now, man. I love you so much right now. 
Uh, so it's interesting to uh, to watch this stuff and uh, see what's going on. But I love the fact that uh, that he's coming out swinging on this. Now, will it go anywhere? Uh, the likelihood is not necessarily good that he's going to get much traction. But the fact that he's already thought out a battle plan and he's knowing that he's just going to go from one thing to another, it's if he's going to do anything else, it's at least going to bring visibility to the ridiculous things that the ATF has been doing. Remember, bump stocks, uh, there was at least three times that the, that the Obama administration had confirmed that bump stocks were legal. And there were dozens of determination letters out there for the various manufacturers that said their products were legal. But at least three times the administration itself and the ATF confirmed that, yes, bump stocks are legal. And then the ATF under Trump uh, just made this abrupt about face. And, of course, that is the uh, that is the argument that uh, we talked about last week with Jacob Sullum, where they basically the, the court said, you can't do that. That's bait and switch. You can't. And by the way, because that is more of a legislative function than an administrative function, you don't have the authority to just arbitrarily reverse this out of the blue. And again, the ambiguity, the how just how vague the language is on many of these things that the ATF has been trying under the Biden administration um, uh, you know, the other two things, which is the 80% lowers the ghost guns, so-called ghost guns and the arm brace effect that they also, they have rewritten and they've got proposed language on a lot of these things that is so vague. There is no way that the average citizen could understand if they're breaking the law or not. And there is actually a legal, there's actually a legal, uh, 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 concept for that where the average person has to be able to understand the law. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's there's a legal concept that said if the law is so vague and ambiguous that the average person can't pick it up and figure out what the law is, it needs to it it, it needs to rewrite. I mean, just there's no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's interesting to see. But Gates is now introducing this bill. I can't wait to see who jumps on board with this. Uh, I'll be interested. I don't think Mary Peltola is going to jump on board with it, guys. I I mean, I hate to tell you that. I don't think that she would. I know Nick Begich would have jumped on board with it, but I don't think Mary Peltola is going to be. Uh, I, I don't I don't think that that she's going to be on board with the abolish the ATF rule. Do you? No. Yeah, me either. Uh, we're going to talk about this next week with Dr. John Lott, but he's got a new article out uh, from Crime Prevention Research. Uh, basically, it says 1% of counties account for 42% of the homicides in the entire country. Homicide rates have spiked, but most Americans have remained untouched. Only a tiny fraction of U.S. counties account for nearly all of the country's homicides, according to research released this Tuesday from uh, the CPRC that showed a striking concentration where the killings take place. The worst 31 counties, generally urban jurisdictions, have about a fifth of the country's population, but accounted for 42%, 42% of the country's homicides in 2022, according to Dr. John Lott. The worst 5% of the counties accounted for 73% of the homicides. Meanwhile, 52% of counties recorded no homicides at all in 2020. And another 16% only recorded a single killing. The data for LA County is not good. We're going to talk about that with Dr. John Lott next week, as well as some other stuff. 
But you hear the music. Unfortunately, we're out of time. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Bay's Free Thinking Radio. Willie Waffle up next. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, We're in the break right now. Hello, my friends. Hello. How you guys doing? Uh, Let me come back to you here in the chat room. Uh, wait, free? Wait a minute. Who said free? (laughs) Oh, man. I'll work for free. You just have to cover all travel, show costs, lodging, food, alcohol, and extras. Because Bill is going out to the bunny ranch. I mean, uh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, go to guns and gadgets on YouTube. Let me go over here. Uh, the host talks to a GOA attorney that talks to the ATF. After 88 days, your Nick's background check is automatically denied and they will take action. Um, I think I saw part of that interview. Um, I will, uh, I will have to, I'll have to take a look at that. Um, I think I saw part of that interview, but I'll go out there and look at it. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Chris by for sure. I mean, I know Nick baggage would have voted for, uh, you know, would have jumped on board with this bill and Chris by definitely would have ju- Chris by might've actually joined forces and co-authored it. Um, <clears throat> co-authored it with, uh, 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 with, uh, Gates on that. Yeah. Like that. Look at that beautiful T-shirt. Man, it's getting to the point now where I almost have a show T-shirt for every day of the week. Ah, I love it. Love it. Um, Okay. Mm. Oh, Bill says I was talking blackjack. Sure you were. I mean, yes, of course you were. Of course you were. How dare I impugn your sterling integrity and reputation? Uh... Just give a bill a hard time. Just give a bill a hard time because I can this morning. All right. Uh, let's see. Should we take bets on whether or not Alec Baldwin would be convicted? I don't know if that's going to be a good. Like I said, I think they're going to plea out. I think it's going to plea out. Uh, we'll find out what Willie thinks is going to happen on that as well. We'll hit that uh, with Willie Waffle here in uh, just a few moments. Whew. I can feel the weekend. I can feel the weekend coming, can't you? It's like a looming presence over me. If only I didn't have to do a bunch of work today. It would be so much better if only I didn't have to do a bunch of work. That would make my life so much easier, but it is it is what it is. That's uh, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to work I go. Um, Jen is, oh, Jen's in the chat room now. Um, uh, Jen, we do miss you. It would have been good to see you at least say hi there at the end during the commercial break or something. We would love to have seen you and said hi. Thank you for helping set that up. That was that was amazing. Uh, and now you've inspired me. I've got to try and figure out for a way for us to get down to SHOT Show in, uh, for next year, which will probably make my wife happy. She would love to be in Las Vegas for, uh, for a little bit. She's been wanting to go to Las Vegas for quite a while. So uh, maybe that will be uh, maybe that will be a good excuse. We'll get we'll get away just a little bit to do a little shot show action uh, for uh, for next year. Um, but we'll 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 see what's going on. 
Terry says no plea for Alec Bolt. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that seems how they've already given a plea to the other guy, right? Williams was that his name? Williams, uh, David Halls. I'm sorry, David Halls. They already gave him a plea deal uh, to go to to plead guilty on negligent use of a deadly weapon. Uh, these other ones definitely gonna. It's it, this is definitely gonna be a big problem. Um, and uh, it it's it's gonna be interesting. Again, Baldwin still has maintained that he didn't pull the trigger on the uh, on the revolver, which I think is going to be one of the most interesting parts of this whole case when it does come up. If it does go to trial and they don't plead it out, it's going to be one of the most interesting parts of the whole case because the FBI has already uh, examined the firearm and they tested it and they were unable to replicate the fact that the gun fired without pulling the trigger. Um and uh, they say accidental discharge testing determined that the firearm used in the f- in the shooting, a 45 Colt caliber Ephelia Pitta single action revolver, could not have fired without the trigger being pulled. With a hammer in quarter and half cock positions, the gun could not be made to fire without a pull of the trigger. With a hammer fully cocked, the gun could not be made to fire without a pull of the trigger. And while the working co- internal components were intact and functional, with a hammer decocked on a loaded chamber. The gun was able to detonate a primer without the pull of the trigger when the hammer was struck directly, but he didn't strike the hammer. He didn't, he didn't hit it with something. You know, if a gun drops on the ground and it's got the hammer resting on the cartridge, it can happen. That's one of the, that's why they have safety blocks in revolvers these days. So to prevent that, but that was not the assertion is that it was, it was dropped or, or that the hammer was struck. He pulled the firearm and fired, but he said he didn't pull the trigger. So, yeah, so it's one of those things. On the day of the shooting, Hall picked up the revolver, handed it to the armorer Gutierrez uh, Gutierrez Reed, who in turn gave it to Baldwin. None of the three apparently checked to ensure the gun contained dummy rounds instead of live ammunition. I, I smell a, I smell a deal coming in. That's all I can say. I smell a deal coming in. I think that's, that's what's going to happen, but we'll see. All right, we got to jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the weekend. And, of course, nothing brings me the weekend uh, better than, of course, our friend Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. Good morning, my friend. What's happening? Well, good morning. And and I feel like a harbinger of bad news. Uh, you know, just, just breaking uh, late yesterday. Um, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh-oh. You, you know, Regal Cinemas... Uh, their parent uh, company, Cineworld, is declaring bankruptcy. Oh. And they announced the closing of 39 movie theaters, including the Regal in Anchorage, Alaska. Well, there's two Regals. Are they closing them both? Uh, does so it they say? are shutting down the, the, the and, and I apologize if I can't pronounce it correctly, the Tikotnu 16 IMAX. Okay, the Takatnu Theater. Okay, so the Takatnu Theater, yep. but the Diamond Theater, which is a little tiny theater inside of a uh, of a shopping mall. I mean, it's not tiny, but you know, it has they're like 50 feet 50 seat theaters with recliners. Um 
All right. Well, bummer. Uh, that leaves yeah. that leaves just the Century 16 Theater uh, in uh, in Midtown. And well, but I just told my wife the other day. I said uh, I haven't gotten to see a movie in like three years, so I, I don't know what yep. to say to that. So that's uh, why it's happening. Yeah, because people aren't going to theaters. And, and what really amazes me, I'm I'm looking at the list and. These are big theaters. I mean, the Sherman Oaks in in Los Angeles. Uh, wow. you know, they're they're closing. Uh, you know, my 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 old town D.C. They're shutting down the uh, the the uh, the theater that they had in Chinatown in the Gallery Place area. That was a massive movie theater. I mean, it was huge. And they're shutting that one down. Uh, you know, they're shutting down the Union Square in 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 New York. I mean, yeah, they're shutting down some pretty big theaters. Well, maybe that's the plan. Maybe the plan is to keep the smaller theaters. Because again, the the one in the Diamond Center is maybe half to a third of the size of the Takatnu Theater, um, so maybe that's the plan: is to keep the smaller theaters with the recliner seats or whatever, the little higher end theaters, and that's okay. Yeah, and you know, it's it's not a horrible strategy. I mean, we we've talked about this. You know, if if COVID, I mean, COVID changed the world in ways that we are still learning and understanding and embracing and and one of them was people don't want to go to movies that you know young kids want to go see the big blockbusters we want to go see the marvel movies but you know that 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 mid-level movie that uh, you know would, would be an oscar contender has nowhere to go anymore well and it's the bread and butter right i mean that was the bread and butter the theaters and they made all their movie in this fifth and sixth week and for the most part a lot of that stuff is just, I mean, the whole business has changed. We've talked about this, but the whole business yep. has changed. Yeah, no, it, it's massively changed. I mean, you know, people go see blockbusters in the first few weeks. Uh, what you're seeing with Avatar, you know, lasting now, what are we in week five or week six? That doesn't normally happen. Right. And, and like you said, movie theaters make more of the money once we get into week four. Uh, so they do a ticket split with the studios, you know, like in, in week one, the studio could get 80% of the ticket, but when you get to week four, now it's more of a 50, 50 week, week, or, you know, week five, maybe you get the, you know, 60, 40, and all of a sudden the theaters start making their money for movies that last longer. That's why they have a lot of those small little theaters that always seem to be playing a movie. You think you saw three or four weeks ago. Well, a whole bunch of other people didn't and the, in the theaters glad to be making money. Yeah, off of it. exactly. Well, we'll have to see what happens we'll uh we'll keep our eye out for that and see what uh, goes on there all right let's move on to the news real quick other than the the shutdowns what do we got here uh how about um shakira taylor swift could learn from shakira you say oh my god this is my favorite story of the week okay you thought taylor swift knew how to get revenge on people who wronged her uh-uh shakira Shakira is ready to rock the world and show you how revenge is done, okay? So, <laughs> this is great. So, um, those of you who may not know, she uh, she's getting divorced from her husband. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of problems. Not only the fact that he probably cheated on her, but uh, that, that she has tax issues that could be putting her in jail because of him. So, over the weekend, not only did she release her new diss track, which is all about him, but she placed a big witch mannequin on her balcony in Barcelona. And you might be saying, why is that a big deal? Why would everybody be concerned about her putting a big witch mannequin on her balcony? Right. Because it faces 
her ex-mother-in-law's house. Because <laughs> she lives across and the street. She's been, oh. And she's been playing the song all the time at all levels of volume, okay? And the mother, the ex-mother-in-law, She's really angry. Oh, she she she's tried to get them to stop. She's tried to get them to take the, the mannequin down. She claims that there was some sort of ritual, some sort of like voodoo ritual, where they put a curse on her as well. <laughs> I'd love to see the court case on that. Curses and everything oh else. Oh, my God. Uh, man. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, now I'm starting to understand why Shakira's very angry. Granted, you know, yeah, probably cheated. Yeah, you know, uh, you know the whole thing with the taxes. How Shakira found out her husband was cheating came out this week. See, Shakira told the story that um, there's a very, very special strawberry jam that she keeps at the house that she loves. And all of her kids hate it. And her husband hated it. And yet, more and more jam was disappearing mysteriously over time. <laughs> And this is how Shakira learned her her uh, husband's girlfriend liked the jam she, too. Uh, sleeping over, huh? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these people, man, these people just kill me. Uh, all oh right. yeah, I I'd put a mannequin out on the balcony <laughs> after that one. Oh yeah, I'd pro- oh, yeah. probably put some X lax in the in the jam is probably what I would do. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, only murders in the building. Now I've watched the first season. I have not watched the second or uh, the upcoming third season yet. Uh, but we got some good news for the upcoming third. Well, of course I haven't watched the upcoming season, but you know, I haven't watched season two yet, but we got some news on the third upcoming season. Yeah. So, you know, we had a very, very big announcement this week. Uh, you know, as we already know, uh, you know, um, I guess spoiler alert for you, Paul Rudd is going to be in season three. Uh, something that you learn along the way. Sorry, Michael. And, That's all my fault. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, there is another person, another very wonderful actress who has decided to slum it a little bit and join the TV brigade, or really the streaming brigade, appearing in season three of Only Murders in the Building will be Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, wow. I mean, she, that is kind of slumming it for her, but... I mean, you got a great acting cast like Steve Martin and Martin. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what more could you yeah. ask for? I mean, you know, Martin Short, Martin Short, and Steve. You Martin. know, Steve Martin. You know, it's one of the hottest uh, the hottest programs in streaming. It's an awesome program. Uh, you know, they haven't announced what role she's going to play. I mean, I have a theory, and 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 I'll just float it out there. Um, you know, every year someone famous lives in the building up in the penthouse Uh oh and i wonder if meryl streep is moving into the building <laughs> that would be awesome that would be awesome we'll have to we'll have to watch that and uh and see uh uh i i i'm excited to to see that all right uh I think it'll be great what else we got here oh we talked about it a little earlier but uh alex you got some splaining to do man oh man yeah so give us the Alec give Ball. us the rundown from the Hollywood side of things here. What I mean, what what are you what are you thinking? Well, I mean, you know, the, I, what I'm thinking is it's going to be very hard to convict him. Uh, so you know, the the charge is you know involuntary manslaughter. Um, there there in, in within that charge, you have to prove that he acted in some sort of reckless fashion. 
And that's where the real debate is going to happen, that, you know, he acted in a reckless fashion where he should have known that his actions could lead to the injury or, God forbid, the death of somebody else. And, you know, he's going to make the argument that, hey, I'm on a movie set. We, we have prop guns all the time. We are not supposed to be using live rounds in prop guns. Right. We have, pe- we have people who are hired so especially take care of this. He's going to pass the buck to Hannah Gutierrez, who is the armorer totally. on the set, and and basically lay the whole all the blame at her feet. Yeah, which is what he's been doing all along, anyways. Uh, you know, the 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 prosecution, what they're going to have to try to argue is that because he was a producer on the on the movie, um, that he had a little bit more authority and should have been knowing more about what was going on and should have known more about the actions of his employees and that uh, you know it was an open secret that they had a lot of issues with live ammunition being on the set where it shouldn't have been right and they're going to try to argue that he should have checked the gun himself for an extra piece of safety because things had not been had not been handled properly during yeah. the production well, from what I understand, it was a hot mess. They were using actual guns from the set to go shooting with and some other things. And I mean, because these are real guns that they were using, yeah. um, but with with blank loads, you know, with 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 stunt loads. But then they were also taking those same guns out to the range and using them to plink with. And they found they found a mix like boxes of mixed ammo that had live ammo and dummy ammo in it. I mean, it's a. Yeah, there's going to be some liability one way or the other. Somebody's going to have to pay something, uh, and whether or not it's a, uh, I don't know. I mean, whether or not it is a uh, actual criminal offense, I guess will remain to be seen. But his his attitude towards this whole thing this whole time has been really kind of sucky, um, and yeah, I don't think it's winning and, and him any friends. Come against him. Yeah, yeah, that they're they're going to use that against him. Just the way he the way he's acted, uh, the things that he said, uh, you know, his attempts at trying to. Uh, oh, hold on a second, Willie. Here, hold on. I uh, I lo- I lost you for a second here. That was uh, my bad. My bad. Um, I had a little uh, I had a little uh, a problem there. Let's uh, let's get Willie back on the uh, get Willie back on here, and we'll see if we can uh, get him going. Are you still with me, Willie? Hello. Oh, do I have to? What do I have to push? What do I have to do here? There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I, I, you're right. I think they're going to throw her under the bus, and it's going to be a bad deal for everybody. Yeah. Uh, okay, we don't have a whole lot of time, so let's go over to um, the the stuff in the theaters and on and on the streams. Where do you want to start quickly here? You know, I'll start with uh, you know the big movie in the theaters, and then the Netflix series that many maybe have been waiting for. So uh, in the theaters, the movie Missing. And, and it, it's kind of a cool conceit. Uh, you know, if, if you saw the movie Searching a few years ago, it's the same idea that, you know, you have this 18-year-old girl, um, you know, her mother goes off on a, on a vacation to Colombia with her boyfriend. Dude, who goes to Colombia on vacation? Yeah, that's the first a, problem. Right, that's a, okay. that's a hot spot. I'm going to Colombia. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, you know, why, why would I want to go someplace nice? No. Uh, so now, and, uh, you know, when she goes to pick her up at the airport, mom doesn't come back. 
And she starts becoming like this internet sleuth trying to find out what happened to her mother. She's digging through all the, the messages in her computer. Um, she's tracing transactions that are on the bank account. She's reviewing video footage from cameras at the hotel where she was staying. I mean, you know, and, and the way it's shot is that you're kind of looking into the screens with her and you're seeing these things playing out in front of you just like they're playing out in front of her. And visually, I think that's very interesting. I just think the mystery needed to be a little bit deeper. It needed to be a little bit more complex. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, kind of getting away from the screens a few times to get the to get the story to feel more real would have helped. But I'm gonna go like two waffles. I think you got a passable movie here. Okay. All right. Well, it sounded interesting when I saw the trailer and I thought, well, you know, that could be something that I might want to go see. But I'm probably gonna wait for the streams, like we were talking about all the theaters clothing. I'm gonna probably wait for the stream on that one. Speaking of streams, that yeah. Netflix uh, series, that nineties show. Oh, yeah, they're just running hard on the nostalgia here. Yes, <laughs> that 70s show is back, and it's 20 years later. And, uh, you know, of course, of course, you know, what what's going to be the hook? We want to know what happened to all the original characters 20 years later, right? right? right. And, and, and in some ways, they give you that, and they give you that very heavily in the first few episodes. And, and I have to admit, I think they do a really fun job with it, because I think that some of these characters do show up in very enter, entertaining and surprising ways. So, you know, it's not as telegraphed as it really could be. Uh, and then the overall story, what, what brings them all back is the idea that uh, that uh, that uh, Kitty and uh, Kitty and uh, and Red's granddaughter, Leia Foreman, needs to spend the summer with them. She wants to kind of get away from mom and dad. She wants to, you know, see what life is like out there, to be a little bit more wild. And, of course, we see all of her adventures during the summer of 1995, where, well, wouldn't you know it, she finds a, a gang of friends just like, uh, like in the original <laughs> show, and they hang out in the basement all the time, just like in the original show. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, a little reboot of a reboot. <laughs> With the thing. All right. Well, negative one to four waffles, that 90s show. What do you think? I'm going one and a half waffles. I think it's a little too much of an old fashioned sitcom. And and I think that, you know, these kids who are supposed to be 1990s kids, boy, they feel really like Gen Z kids more yeah. than anybody else. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to it's hard to capture the magic of those 90s kids, right? I mean, it's hard to do it. <laughs> All right, Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you coming on board. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, we talk about you people with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Oh, man, I can't wait. Folks, we're out of time. We'll see you on Monday. Sarah Monteblano with AFP is going to be with us. We'll see you then. Oh, the technical issues. Okay, well, uh, Willie, thanks for coming on board. I got to tell you, I've been watching. Um, I've been watching The Walking Dead. I got caught up. Um, I hadn't watched nice. it in like two or three years. I'm watching that one. I'm waiting for the rest of 1923 to drop. I've been watching Tulsa King. Uh, there's some good TV out there. It's just you got to go out there and find it, uh, it seems like, sometime. Uh, but... Oh, God, I totally need to start doing that. You know what I've been watching? Uh. I've been doing a rewatch of The West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> why do you hate yourself? I mean, Why? <laughs> Why do you hate? It, it's like my it wife reminds me of my. It reminds me of my heydays in Washington D.C. and they they go to all the places I used to hang out at and uh, all the all the stories I remember. Oh jeez, man! <laughs> it's like my wife watching Law and Order. I'm like, yep, I gotta go. I got video games to play. You can watch this all you want. I just 
<laughs> don't give me real life, man. Give me sci-fi. Give me westerns. Give me something that's not close to reality because it just depresses me. So I just, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, Willie Waffle, uh, thanks, my friend. I will talk to you next week. Next week? You got it. All right, my friends. We're out of here. We will see you on Monday. Have a great day. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show